There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inspired Evolution. In this week's episode, we're learning how to ask. The book's called Ask. It's about bridging from your dreams to your destiny. This is a pretty deep conversation because we're talking about destiny, which implies that everything may potentially be preordained. Um, but I love this conversation because it's about asking. And in an intention, the book that um, Mark and Crystal have written is actually about promoting curiosity, which as you guys know, uh, one of my fundamental philosophies on life is that we are the universe looking in on itself. And in that, I feel like curiosity is one of the fundamental tenets of nature, <laughs> uh, of our inner nature, of the universe around us. And so the book is playing a seminal kind of position in trying to, yeah, just try and anchor that intention of curiosity in all of our lives. Um, so it's beautifully, beautifully um, intentionalized. Can I use that as a word? I just did. Um, but in there, they talk about um, learning to ask yourself how to develop a relationship with yourself, to ask yourself. Um, and for me, that sounds a lot like intuition. So we really dive deep into how to connect to your intuition and ask yourself for answers. And then from there, they also talk about asking others there is such a resistance to asking others for help, for guidance, for love and support in today's society. Uh, we're bombarded by so much noise and there's all this shame that's connected to that sometimes. So we unpack some of that and um, it's, it's yeah, really profound to sort of feel into, you know, how to ask others um, and not let that kind of noise get in the way so that we can actually manifest, again, what is, you know, our highest purpose. And so that last little piece is about asking God, as they put it, and it's like asking God the question, what is my destiny? And the way they put it is, you know, what is what is my destiny? The way I probably would language it myself is like, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? And, you know, there is a purpose um, fundamentally. Um, I believe in that. Um, 
potentially you do too. So if you do and you feel like, you know, you're trying to understand what is your purpose and you're looking to find out how to ask what is your purpose, feeling into your intuition, potentially, you know, what is emerging out of you that is your role in and around being this tree in this particular forest that is life. Um, what is your role in the universe and potentially finding ways to get others to support you on this journey. This is a really awesome conversation on learning how to ask. So tune in. And on that note, if we're learning how to ask, um, this is me learning to ask from others. If you're loving the Inspired Evolution and tuning into these episode, please do me a solid, subscribe and hit like and leave us a comment um, just on the energy of learning how to ask. It'd be a massive, massive blessing. The more you engage and connect with the Inspired Evolution, the more it lets me know that you're loving these episodes and I get to engage with you in the comment section. And it's just a, it's just a beautiful thing to be a part of. So stay inspired, keep evolving, and I'll see you in this episode. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and ladies, gentlemen, plants of all kind. It is such a treat to be here today. We have with us Crystal and Mark. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. We are doing great, Amrit. Thank you for having us today. It is such a pleasure to have not just one, but two guests, two for the price of one. The Indian in me that loves a good deal is thrilled. <laughs> um, for those that are tuning in for the first time, check it out. They've just written a book on how to ask. It's called Ask! Exclamation mark. That's the one. And it's about bridging your dreams to your destiny. There is so much to be said about all the books that have been written before and all the work that these guys have done before, but I really just want to go straight into it. What inspired you to write a book on how to ask? Well, here's what happens. You don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you ask for. And what we did is we started looking at our own lives and said, how did we get out of the muck? How did we get out of the quagmire? How did we get out of every adversity? And it always came back to asking we said, well, what is the model that works for everybody pretty much? And we said, you got to ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And then we wrote everything we could think about. We did the full interview university thing with Harvard and Stanford and Cambridge. And then we interviewed 26 superstar askers because as we travel around the world, what we discovered is great people, wonderful people, nice people, in 80 countries we've been to, 7 million people. But the people between little success and people with vast success is one thing only their destiny and what we talked about off camera before we came on the show was that a lot of people get stuck in their stuff and, and they're trained like you as an engineer or trained as a doctor, a lawyer, 
a, a nurse, a, a garbage man, doesn't matter what they're trained as, but they've missed the real calling, the real destiny. And we think we've found the clue to people asking at depth. We're telling everyone, get two copies of Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams, Your Destiny, and go question by question in the book. And what it does, it unravels who you thought you were to find out who you really are. Mm. So somehow there's this implication that we all have a destiny. Well, I think so. I mean, Mark and I believe we have a, a destiny that continues to unfold. And when we're on track, we're actually moving toward our ultimate destiny. I think we all have an ultimate destiny. And that includes a lot of phases in our lives. But I think when we're on track and we're asking the right questions and moving forward in the right direction, we're moving always ever moving closer to our destiny. And, um, and we found that to be the case in our own lives. Um, like Mark said, um, you know, we determined there are actually three channels through which to ask. Those are ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And that each of those channels is equally important. Mm -hmm. um, starting with the ask yourself part, because that's really the reflective journey. And when people get stuck and they don't seem to have any answers and they don't know which way to go and everything seems hopeless, they always have questions. That's what we tell people. You always have questions. So when it seems like you've lost everything else and you don't have a single answer in the world, you have questions. Mm. So follow the questions and listen for the answers and question by question, answer by answer, illumination by illumination, you will start to see a direction. You'll see your life will start to go again in a certain direction and follow, follow that. And as, as you do that, you literally start to un unleash some of the dreams in your heart because you're really getting closer to what you're supposed to be doing. Sort of what you did. I'll bet you asked a lot of questions when you switched careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt like I asked one question too many sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I um and when I'm when I'm hearing you talking about asking yourself, um, what I'm hearing in there for me, that sounds uh closely related to actually tapping or a, a direct entry point into my intuition. Well, by the way, okay, so three things that you just said all at once. And number one is we think God only gave human beings three abilities. Number one, the ability to ask. Nobody in the animal kingdom except us, humans, have it. Number two is we have intuition, which I'm going to define as a wellsprings of wisdom that's deep within that can't come out without number one. And then number three, once you've got intuition, then you've got imagination, which, again, doesn't exist anywhere in the animal kingdom except Theoretically, we are at the top of the hierarchy, so to speak, and, and we're the most evolved, and we've really evolved most. You've been around humans as 2 million years, but the last 40,000 years, and then the last 500 years, once the printing press came out, we really accelerated. It's called accelerating acceleration, as you know, called um, exponential growth, and that's where we are right now, and we're at the peak of that it, it, from a technological point of view. Whether we're there on a spiritual level, which is what you're doing, is a whole different question. We think the spiritual level is more important, and I think that you would agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Actually, <laughs> when we're talking about accelerating acceleration, um, that's actually one of the deepest, uh, I guess, prayers that I carry um, is praying. And you know, I love the way that you put it, like intuition is that wellspring of wisdom that's inside is the prayer is that our wisdom 
may it forever outstrip our knowledge because it seems like we're harnessing a lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge. Um, I think uh, not knowledge, but not a lot of wisdom. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the, the prayer is for the wisdom to be there in terms of like, I don't know the answers to some of these things like gene splicing, you know, and like cloning and stuff. And it's like, where do we go with stuff like that? And it's like, again, I can ask, but I don't know, you know, and, um, and I just feel like, okay, so may the wisdom, you know, kind of guide us, you know, further than the knowledge can carry. Yeah. What you're saying is there's another law in universe. Only God is unitary. Everything else has polarity, black and white and morning and night and all that. But what you just said is the same thing here. Knowledge is a two-edged sword, right? It's, it can be positive or negative, just like fire can either warm the house, like right now it happens to be cold in Scottsdale, Arizona, where we live, but it can also burn a dang place down if you don't have the wisdom not to leave matches around for little kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the way you put that. That's a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. So. I will circle back to the conversation of destiny at some point, but we're talking about asking yourself and your intuition. I imagine there would be a, is there a point where you really connected to your intuition, either Crystal or Mark? I had to like, or both. (laughs) Was there a point where you realized, ah, the answer from within. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, um, definitely. I, I really started um, down a more spiritual journey when I was in my early 20s. And I, I feel very fortunate because um, I was raised in a certain religion and it didn't really, I couldn't really accept some of the, um, you know, rules of, of that religion or, or just some of the ideas around the religion. It just the didn't paradigms, yeah. yeah, paradigms. And I just, um, I, I, I saw, I felt very deeply connected to, um, you know, God, to a, 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 something greater than me, but I never felt um, like, like the rules fit with that, that, universal presence of God, you know, I felt like God was some, something very different than the way the people in that church were behaving. So, um, you know, I was guided from a very young age when I started questioning things, I started having some amazing dreams, um, that, that guided me. Um, and a lot of things were revealed to me and, and, um, my intuition started growing and I would start to actually dream about things that things that I was seeking, um, I would see those things um, surface in my dreams and my questions would be answered. And so um, 
I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Um, it was, you know, part of that we, in the book, I don't know if you've had a chance to read it, Amrit, but we talk, the first part of the book is the fable of Michaela. And um, it's a fable that I wrote. And um, I integrated these dreams into Michaela's experience. She's a, obviously a fictional character, but um, it takes place in the time of kings and queens. And and Michaela um, is at this point in her life where she's lost everything. She's lost her mother and her father. Both died one after the other. And then the bill collectors took her home. So she's living in a grove of trees and she's lost all hope. And her job every day is to, basically she's an indentured servant at a stone quarry. And so her job every day is to move rocks from one place to another place. And I feel like, you know, I wrote this because if I wrote it to be every woman and every man's journey in a way, because I feel like right now, a lot of people feel like that's what life feels like. It's like, we're kind of moving rocks every day from one place to another. And it's very heavy. And a lot of people have lost hope, especially with this pandemic and everything people have been through. And so Michaela falls into this exhausted sleep one night and the being appears and the being takes her on a journey and he shows her this sparkling ask bridge and he admonishes her to start asking and never stop. And so she wakes up and every, she's completely changed already inside, yet her journey's just beginning <laughs> because it's just awakened something in her. And so she keeps thinking about the words the being told her. And um, so throughout her day, everything starts to look at look differently to her. She's all of a sudden wondering about everything. She's curious again about everything and everyone around her. She's wondering, you know, what am I supposed to ask? She's starting to look more deeply into each person around her and wonder about them. What is their story? What is their journey? And so layer by layer, her life begins to expand in these circles. And by the end of the fable, Michaela has completely transformed into an entirely different person. And so I think for me, that's, although Michaela's journey is completely different than mine. It's not, mm -hmm. that, that, that story is not my story. Mm. Um, I think that's what happens when you open up and start asking questions, questioning everything and start to live in the wonder of the universe. Um, you know, we come into this world as children and we're completely uncorrupted in our ability to ask for everything. There's nothing to shut us down, right? We ask who, what, when, where, why, how, you know, we want mm. to know everything. We're wildly curious and we want to ask for more. We want mm. more we're, and we're not unashamed that we want more and we want everything. Why not? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like our little spirit trying to grow and evolve and learn this world. And then over time, sort of that, that beautiful curiosity gets, gets crushed out of us, depending on how we were parented how, you know, we were treated in school, our business and, and career experience, just basic life rejection starts to shut us down. And suddenly we're standing there as adults feeling like um, we're embarrassed to, or afraid to ask anyone for anything, first of all, mm. right? We have this sense of unworthiness or fear. And in addition to that, we're actually ashamed that we don't already have all the answers. And I think that's, that's the saddest part of all because if we stay open um, to our intuition and realize that there's so much that we don't know always, I, I think that is wisdom, you know, and stay in the wonder of a child um, 
that is the wisest way we can be because what we're doing, we're acknowledging that there's so much we don't know and there's always so much more to learn. And um, yeah, so. Thank you so much for that. I, um, yeah, I um, don't know how to say this without sound, sounding aggrandizing, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, the, yeah, to feel into the intention behind um, ask and asking and to see the seed that it's planting as the intention of, yeah, just inviting people back into that intention of curiosity which I think is just one of the fundamental tenets of the nature. Like, you know, one of my favorite perspectives is that we are the universe looking in on ourselves. And in that it's like almost impregnated in the fabric of everything is just us looking in on ourselves. So it's like, Oh, we must be pretty curious. <laughs> the universe must be a pretty curious sort of creation in order to go on this journey to do that and to see how, um, yeah, the intention of the book is to invite people back into that awe, that curiosity learning to ask um, is profound. How, how do we ask is, is the question that's coming for like ask ourselves questions. I know others is another step, but if, when we're talking about ourselves, how do we form that bridge and that relationship with ourselves to start to ask? Is it a matter of just simply asking for the things we want? Um, it'd be nice if it were that simple, then everybody would pull off the magic they want and get to their destiny. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I'm enjoying this so much because you're so meditative, you're so guru like, you know, guru means a self realized being. And it <laughs> just means somebody who is, and I assume with that name that you come out of Indian descent. I don't know for sure. Is that very true? Very much so, very much so. I lived in India for a long time, so I got it. Oh my gosh. Anyhow, <laughs> uh oh. Here we go. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But the head is wobbling, so keep going. <laughs> yeah. I spent some time with Lati, self realized being. So, and, and my goal was to gain enlightenment. So, the, the point, what you said is profound at a couple of levels, and then Nan's going to answer your question. I promise her I'll try. <laughs> is what you said is, is different than I've ever heard before. Asking is the root, right? The plant gets planted, the seed, you said. Mm -hmm. And what it does is the answer is the fruit. And there is a gestation period, and that's where most people get lost because they go, I asked for once, I should have it now, right? Just like a little kid. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if you have any children. We got in our blended family five kids. Oh, there's strange. a child in me that does that. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're not polluted. You haven't been crushed. You, and, and engineering is to crush you. Did you not catch it? <laughs> Boxes that get stacked, pal. So what we're saying is, <laughs> this is so much fun. There's three parts to it. You ask, right? But you can, to ask first, you got to know, where am I? That's sort of like the GPS. If I call Uber, they're going to say, well, where are you? So, I don't know. You just find me. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. You're going to know where you are and you got to ask all the questions to go there. Then where do I want to go? And this is what, back to your thing about want. Most people are not clear about what they want. And you ask most people and they stutter and they get scared. And I've been doing seminars around the world for 44 years. And I can promise you that's the withhold that most people have. And then where would you like to go to the nth degree? And that's sort of visualizing is realizing. And I did a whole tape and book on it. But you know, what would you like to see yourself? And in our case, what we want to do is see everybody take this asking journey, get a copy of the book, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams of Destiny, probably at Amazon, because that's everywhere in the world right now. And every bookstore is not open, although I'd rather have you go to a bookstore. 
read it, but get two copies and go over it with somebody question by question and sculpt yourself. Cause our corporate symbol is a butterfly as I think you probably know in luck. So everyone starts metaphorically as a caterpillar. Now look, 8 billion of us have been in this cocoon, this chrysalis for almost a year, which is nuts, mm -hmm. right? And, and what happens is with the right questions, you're back to your metaphor, which I really like, is the seed is the root. And now let's go get some fruit. And you say, well, come on, Mark, be straight. How does that work? Well, I know American history better than Aussie history. And, and when America went bankrupt the first time in 1898, what came out of it? Four things when, after we were shut down. The automobile, Henry Ford, the telephone from Alexander Graham Bell, electricity, the light bulb from Edison, and two brothers at a bicycle thing, you know, decided they could fly after they'd broken every bone in their body. They're laying in the hospital looking at each other. And he says, you know, maybe that dumbass German's not so smart. He may have screwed up on the, because you're an engineer, you know, the coefficient of lift and drag. And it was only off one. Percent of calculated it because they're sitting in the hospital for six months. Most people don't know that part of the story. And I just think it's, I think it's so good because <laughs> we're talking about the gestation from the question to the answer and they got the answer. And obviously they went through a lot of pain to get mm. there. And is that, a, is that an invitation to being, to asking the question, but then also having the patience for the response to arrive in your life is what I'm hearing. Right. I think that's absolutely true. I think you have to be patient. Um, you know, we call it the asking journey. Um, life continues to unfold. And even when you get like, you'll get so many answers and you'll be in a good place and a good track, and then something else will come along in life that's going to challenge you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to need to sit down with yourself and ask again. It's a journey that never stops, but it's one that we, we need to keep taking so that we can keep moving forward and not getting stuck. And like Mark said, you know, there are like three critical phases. We think of that asking yourself part, that reflective journey um, so that you can understand like where you are now, what's working, what's not working, what do we need to change? What, what you know, just getting gut honest, sort of holding up the mirror um, about your life and really looking at it. And then where do you want to be? Because that's, that's so important. And how many people do you know? Amrit? We see it all the time where, um, People are so unhappy, but they have no idea what would make them happy because they've never taken any time to ask themselves. They've never taken this reflective journey. They've never sat down in the quiet, you know, the phone's going off, the dings, the notifications, boom, boom, what's happening on social media. We're so distracted by absolute rubbish all the time, <laughs> right? It's, it's a bombardment. <laughs> it's a bombardment. <laughs> bombardment really meaningless rubbish. And then we wonder why we feel discombobulated, mm. ungrounded, unfocused, why we can't get somewhere. We're not taking that time in that personal journey with ourselves to ask those questions, to patiently listen for the answers. And, and it takes patience, but it also takes awareness, mm. quiet, a little bit of intuition. If you've got noise happening all the time, how are you ever going to hear the answers? Because I know for me personally and for Mark, some of the answers we get, many of the answers come in those quiet spaces, um, in that still small voice from inside of you where you're connecting with the divine. You know, how do we think God talks to you, mm. right? It's, it can be a big, you know, hammer over the head if, if he's really trying to get your attention, right? If, but, you know, really, um, 
the conversations with God, with the divine are so subtle, but, but yeah, so powerful, you know, when they're happening, but it's because you've given this space and this presence, you have to have presence. Um, when you ask these questions and so we say, when you get to that part where you're saying, what do I really want? Where do I want to be in my life? Um, now that I realize where I am and I don't really, I'm not really happy with it. Where do I want to be? Um, you know, start from that place of beautiful imagination. I mean, like Mark said, we're the only animal with, that has imagination. Hmm. We created in the creator's image. Scripture even talks about that, right? We're the only being that can literally create something out of thin air in our ma- imagination through inspiration, through uh, observing things, through getting ideas and critical thinking. And we create that in our imagination and then we can bring it to life in the real world. And in fact, every single thing that has ever been brought to life in this world came from someone's imagination. Mm, the whole world around us. Yeah, totally. Things, right. So for everyone who's listening, you have that same imagination. Yours is just the same. It's amazing, right? Let's sit down and use it. Take the asking journey with us. Sit down that second phase. Like, what do I want? Where do I want to be? And what does that look like? And I'm going to imagine it. Not, not from the lowest state of my being, not from barely getting by and, you know, but from my nth degree of happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment, the nth degree of that, that I can imagine into being, I'm going to start there. And then I'm going to ask the questions backwards in this nth degree of my most amazing career. What am I doing every day? Who am I talking to? How are they responding? What services am I, Mm. am am I promoting or talking about or sharing? What products am I promoting? How is that changing lives? And how does that make me feel? Mm. And in that way, right? Asking those questions, you engineer it, talking to the engineer (laughs) backwards, right? You create your perfect architecture from your greatest imagination uh, uh, in life. Mm, I love that. Yep. So to sort of visualize what basically would be your version of utopia and to sort of ask the questions backwards from that. So how does that feel? How does that look? Who am I sitting with? Who am I talking to? You know, who have I met on the journey? You know, it's uh, it's very timely that we're having this conversation on just the weekend gone. I was um, at a dear friend's home um, and he's actually been on the podcast. His name's John McDonough and um, he's here in Australia and he is a he's a beautiful friend to have because he's uh he's quite a bit senior to to myself um and he said you know everything in life that i've sort of asked for has has come my way but one of my biggest challenges and this is what he was reflecting to me was i could never just really put my finger on what it is that i wanted that was the battle, like figuring out what I wanted. And I remember the way he said it. I'm just looking at his face and I was just like, yeah, when you put it that way, it's not, it's not that easy when you stop to think and go, what do I really want? You know, first of all, like you said, many of us do not ask the question. And, but those of us that then do, it's like, wow, like that can be quite an intimidating question. It's like, what do I want? Um, and figuring out what you want. And then, as we said, like, as you were sharing so, so eloquently, like there's the bombardment of what society tells us we need or want and all those sort of layers that get packed in trying to discern that from what it is that I really want, um, from kind of my own emerge, what's emerging from within potentially the soul or 
yeah, I think I think that's that's really really um, yeah, really timely just to sort of reflect on what he was sharing and what you guys are sharing as well in this space in terms of how to find out exactly what you want. Mm. The point is, you can't be happy unless you're progressing. And the two C's we say, because we're created in the image and likeness, you're here to create mm. and you're here to contribute. But everyone's got a unique way to create and contribute. Now, I went bankrupt in 1974, started learning about writing the books. And then, you know, now I've sold a half billion books. And everyone says, well, you should be the happiest camper. Well, my cliche is, <laughs> a happier man nowhere exists. I think I'll keep doing it and, and persist. The point is... <laughs> I love that. I, I write cliches. Anyhow, I love them. And I know they're so good. In my brain. And, and, and so, but we're halfway to goal. I want to do a billion books. And if you look at my critics, they'll go, this guy doesn't know it. There's only one, the Bible sold a billion, but no human has. Well, nobody has, but you're the 122nd uh, podcast we're doing. And we're very thankful. We just started right. in April last year and we sold a lot of books as a result and thankful. But I'm on the Amazon uh, bestseller podcast. And the guy starts out saying, well, you're the, Roger Bannister of books. <laughs> do, do, do you remember who Roger Bannister was? Yeah, the four minute mile. Yeah, but the week after he did it, before that, your heart would jump out of your chest. Everybody knew nobody could run that fast. And and so now what do you got? You got, we did 119 people did that. Now our family, um, we all meet in Boulder, Colorado, and we do the Boulder Boulder, but they let the little a little. They let the people from uh, Kenya who have the longest legs you've ever seen in mm. life. I mean, they're all legs and no torso. Mm. These people, they take off first. They are back to 120,000 of us run. It's a charity fundraiser and we bring our family. When we're starting, they're finished. <laughs> <laughs> they look like, I, I, I'm glad you see the humor in this. They're like gazelles moving across the line. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Because 120,000 people all giving money to this thing and getting a T-shirt for a lot of money. So it's, you know, I got the T-shirt. We did the run. But right. the point is, you wave at the camera. <laughs> we, we are literally happy. Then just one other thing. When After I got a, a painful divorce, I wrote down 267 things. What do I want in my ideal other person? My, I, oh. I thought I wanted a soulmate, and I ultimately got my twin flame because I said, we're going to have the same values. We both got to be deeply, profoundly into spiritual growth. Because what do you do when you're 16 or 17? At least I think in Australia and India. Well, in India, they arrange your marriage. So, <laughs> yeah. Freedom of, of making a mistake and get divorced if you don't screw it. Because what do you do? Most people say, I just want me a hot babe. Or a girl says, I want him tall, dark, and handsome like the men we're looking at. Right? <laughs> Superficial. Not, not demeaning. Yeah, anybody. the values conversation is, yeah, yeah, not there. Yeah, just, that's why divorce is running rampant. Whereas mm. when, when we, I never told her until after we got married, she was 267 out of 267 quality, <laughs> values, attributes, characteristics. Awesome. Right? That's I'm so glad epic. Pressure, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like he didn't tell you. <laughs> Were you born in India? No, I was born in Australia. Yeah. Okay. So in India, the third thing they, they when they're arranging a marriage is how does she smell? So I, I one of my goals was <laughs> she had to naturally smell good and she does. <laughs> <laughs> tick, tick, tick. 267 things is a lot of things. So that's a lot of clarity. That's I think that's really powerful what you're sharing there, Mark. It's it's a real invitation to detail. <laughs> Clarity is power, and more clarity is more power. And what you just said about your friend, John, 
is it, is it, it's hard to get clear. And that's why Crystal says, look, we spend the first hour every day, prayer and meditation together, going through the questions, going through the thinking, making sure we're sculpting out what doesn't work in our life. Sort of like if you've been to Florence, Italy, you see the world's greatest sculpture of David. And they say to Michelangelo, how you make it David? They say, I chip you out everything that wasn't David. Well, that's what the dimensionality of finding your destiny is, chipping out the stuff that isn't the true spirit of who you are. Mm, I love that. That is so profound for me where I am right now, learning to say no to so many things is, you know, uh, there's some point on your journey where we learn to say yes, to allow really what is we're trying to call in to come in and learning to ask for more and more yes. But even at some point, our journey evolves into learning to shed some of the things that are not distinctly aligned to exactly what we're trying to call in as well. So there's an interesting thing you touched on, Mark, and some part of me just wants to jump on it like a tiger. So the piece is um, there is you mentioned that you spend morning time in prayer and Ernest Holmes wrote a book called The Science of Mind, which is almost like a Bible to me. Um, and one of the things he talks about, yeah, Love, love yeah. yeah, and he talks, and the thing that I took away was like, I never paused to reflect on this until after reading that book was when we pray, we never really pray for like, oh, I hope someone graffitis on the wall outside. Like our prayers are not mundane. Our prayers are always just like I'm praying for the health and benefits of, you know, my family or, you know, my loved ones or, you know, prosperity or, you know, whatever it is that you're praying for, you're praying with the sincerest of intentions and the purest of hearts and the clearest of mind, like actually the clearest of mind. And there's something about the efficacy of prayer in clearing and aligning your intentions in your mind, which, yeah, I just feel like you just mentioned it in passing that you, you, you utilize prayer, but I think that may be a really profound piece of all of this, right, to learning to ask, because if you don't know where to potentially begin i feel like what you're praying for is is asking as well right i i would like her to go into that i just want to do one thing back to the Ernest homes and then i'll let her answer yeah, the prayer this. is it we've got great great friends that i've been in business with and friends with down in isla Mujeres. it's off cancun in mexico a magnificent place to visit if you haven't and i spent two weeks there and every day for four or five hours, the only thing I read was Ernest Holmes. And, it, and I highlighted it. I wrote notes. And it was just it was profound. It was early. And in, in the afternoon, I went. I, I became a pretty good sailor and a, on a yeah. trimaran. Climbed all the mountains and went to Tulum and all the great uh, yeah, pyramids. It's beautiful and, there, isn't it? It was, just, it was amazing. It's one of those things that was so profound. I thought, I got to go take a two-week vacation where I got two friends that, that would not bug me. They're deep into spirituality. So I'd read it and I'd say, yeah. Lindell and Steve, do you mind if I take <laughs> you through this? And, and she will tell you unequivocally that we're deep, close friends. And she even writes us saying, well, you're so prayer rich. Why don't you go do X? And I go, wait a second. You tell me to do it. You're 70. She's older than I am. And he's older. You go do X. <laughs> 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 Just, I love your smile and your laugh. <laughs> Actually, fabulous. I mean, it just, you cannot be in a bad mood. <laughs> Keep me humble. Keep me humble. <laughs> so, you brought up such an important point, like the prayer part and the asking and prayer. And isn't that an important part of it? And it absolutely is. And that's what Mark and I discovered that when we studied 
all the people that we looked at who are what we call master askers who have had great success in life, um, ourselves included, you know, we, um, those three channels are equally important. And those are ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And the asking God is such an important part of this asking journey. And I think for people, um, you know, we tend to be quite um, narcissistic, all of us do in this life and quite self-focused. It's just sort of, you know, human nature to, to be that way, I think a little bit. Um, but the beautiful thing about asking God is, you know, for people say, well, what if I don't believe in God? What, what Connecting with the divine, I mean, you've got to start recognizing yourself as part of this divine creation. So whatever your belief is about God, if you can just connect to that and be willing to expand your your thoughts and your beliefs a little bit, um, because it's like reaching out of yourself. When we're so self-focused, we miss a lot of life. It's kind of like taking a camera lens and you're like, you know, we're, you're focused on that, on that pimple, right? When you're looking too close at your life and it's all about you, but when you take the camera lens and bring it out, you realize there's so much more to life. Mm. Um, there's so much beauty to life. There are so many people that are part of this beautiful creation that you are also a part of and, and nature is a part of, and every living thing is a part of. And so just being able to focus on that, that magnificence of this universe that God created and then being able to look at your life from that perspective and start asking the questions, what is my role in this, this kingdom purpose? You know, what is my purpose in the kingdom? How can I serve in this beautiful universe? How can I serve in this creation? How can I show up every day and be this greatest expression for which you made me, God? I mean, is there any greater question than that? And when we do that, it's sort of like, you know, bringing back the camera lens and like, you don't see the problems as much. You start to see more of the opportunities. You start to see the scope and the magnificence of everything that's out there and all of the possibilities. I love that. I'm going to snapshot that and just make that the intro to the whole thing. So, <laughs> cause uh, th- there's this big, there's this massive, um, one of my favorite, like there's just so much healing that happens in just expanding your perspective. I find, um, oftentimes as, as a coach, I just, I, I, I'm finding I'm guiding people back into that little, like coming back into just, okay, what, like, instead of just being looking at the tree, what is going on with the forest and you know, the, the thing, you know, kind of the world sees me as now is, is this purpose coach, um, and purpose. And that's what you're alluding to. And, and I, and I, the, the eloquence with which you just put that out there was, was amazing. Um, it really resonates with me in terms of when you sort of look back and you can sort of see how things are clicking in and fitting in together. And the question that you asked is, you know, what is my role in and amongst all of these, you know, like, which tree am I and, you know, what is the role of that particular tree to facilitate? Um, and I think that that challenges some people because it's like facilitate, what is it? Is it divine will? Is it preordained? You know, is it or is it, you know, what free choice do I have? And I think there's some real big questions that emerge um, themselves or rear their head um, when we start getting and looking at that level. Um, but I think it's really beautiful what um, – the, the ask God, but also ask yourself, because as much as it feels so overwhelming is like, okay, like, do I even have free will or do I even have choice? What is my destiny? Is there a destiny? If everything's destined, what is my role in it all? 
but then you know ask yourself and your intuition kind of it already has all the gooey soft it kind of knows right well let me talk to that just for a second what we're Please. teaching is right one of the biggest questions you can ask is if, if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing to be passionately on purpose about your destiny mm. before you go to sleep when you close your other eyes you turn you push back sleep a little bit and you go in your deeper innermost hiremost self and say God, what's your destiny for me? God, what's your destiny for me? God, what's your destiny for me? 400 times or whatever number you can do before you pass off to sleep, but tell your sweetie kids, hey, um, I don't know if Mark knows what he's doing, but he's sure sold a half billion books. He says he's going to sell a billion. And he told me to have a pen and paper next to bed because the answer will come. See, most of us back to your bombardment, which I love that term. I never heard anyone put it quite that way before. You got the crystal says, look, you're over endowed with 18 billion brain cells, right? And you've mm -hmm. got to go deep to get past all the superficial stuff. And when you ask all those times, the answer comes. And, and the simple example for chicken soup, Jack and I didn't have the right title. In our respective homes, we gave ourselves a thought command. Say, God, tell us the best selling title, the best mega best selling title, mega best selling title, mega. Calls me at 2.58 in the morning, wakes up the whole office. This is before cell phones. This is 19, 1989. And he said, chicken soup. I said, for the soul. We both got goosebumps. <laughs> that is a corroboration of truth. We did not know that we were going to get turned down 144 times and at our age it was going to fall. And we had to sell it ourselves. But, but that's back to your thing about patience because patience mm -hmm. has, to, has got to have a subset called persistence. And you've got to be willing to write down what the destination is and what you're supposed to be on purpose. Everybody needs to be on purpose. And you can't be happy, I don't think. You correct me if you see a different view than we do, unless you're passionate on purpose and making some progress towards something that is important to you. So you're contributing. That happiness comes out of, of, of contribution, contribution and service. Absolutely. I <laughs> And I love talking to you guys. This is my favorite. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So my like my top we, we we talked about values before, and it was mine's a connection, contribution, and celebration. Um, and that contribution piece, I think, yeah, we're often looking for happiness, um, but contribution and progress is you know is yeah. Oh, Mark, thank you so much for, for for putting it so eloquently. I really appreciate that. So there's this. We've talked about asking for ourselves we've talked about asking god and i love that process of you know just before you drop away to sleep like ask what is my destiny you know what is my calling and for some people perhaps destinies you know i imagine um a bit maybe it's too ethereal and then maybe what is my legacy if it feels more comfortable to ask you know find your own way to ask but please do ask i think the 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 thing that I wouldn't um, like to ask ask <laughs> next of uh, in this space is um, is yeah asking others why is that so hard for so many of us? Well, it's it is so hard, and um, you know we write about it in the book. Um, we call it the seven roadblocks to asking, and what we discovered is that most of us have these roadblocks, Amrit. We're just um, and we could go through the roadblocks, but we're very hesitant to ask. And it's interesting because we looked at the studies and the studies on asking show that people going into the study pretty much universally felt like if they were going to ask somebody for something, information advice or help in some way, that they would either be perceived as being um, stupid, ignorant, um, uninformed, or they were would be perceived as being pushy or obnoxious, you know? Mm. Um, the opposite is true. The studies found, you know, generally, like 
if you just are willing to put yourself out there and ask someone for something, help, advice, information, whatever, there's an 80% more likely chance you will get your request granted. Mm. So the truth of it is people like to help other people. It's so true. It's so true. We do. Right. But we're all scared to death. People are scared to death to ask. And so it's this conditioning um, that is talking to us all the time. And those are the seven roadblocks we talk about. And those are, you know, unworthiness, doubt, um, excuses, which is sort of that long, long ranger syndrome, which, uh, no, I don't need any help. Well, why don't you mm. ask? No, no, I can do it myself. Don't need any help. And they'll ever yep. in a day trying to prove they don't need any help. No need to ask anyone and be miserable, but you know, stubborn excuses kind of thing. Um, and then there's just also fear, like, which is some people have like terror. They're terrified to Whoa. ask right? Um, somebody, something on. Um, and I think that terror is really about rejection. I think some people are so afraid, like as human beings, we need love. We need to experience love. And I think if they feel that someone says no to them, it's, it's a rejection and it's sort of with a withdrawal of love or approval. And again, that's not true. You know, it's just our perception. If someone says no to us, it really has so much more to do with them mm. than it has to do with you, you know, it, they could be having a terrible day. They might be facing a death or an illness of someone in their family. They might have lost their job or be worried about something or their child or whatever, or they just can't help, you know. Um, but we need to stop personalizing and, and taking things so personally and just say, you know what, bless that person if they can't help me. I'm going to keep asking. I know I'll find the exact person who will be able to fulfill my request, meet my need, whatever. But you can't stop asking. That's that's the key. Um, and another one of the roadblocks is naivete. And that's a big one. It's a big one because we don't ask for things just because we're naive to what really is out there for us. And, and we tell the story in the book. I had a lovely woman from the Philippines who worked for us when my daughters were just 16 months apart. It was crazy at our household. And our son was older. And uh, she would come every day and cook these amazing uh, dishes from her homeland. And I, we loved her and the food. And she brought this fruit one day and she cut it up on a plate, handed it to me. And it, I bit in, it was this juicy orange fruit. And I said, Melda, what is this fruit? And she goes, it's a mango. And I, I go, a mango? How come I've never had a mango before? I considered myself to be very worldly. I traveled <laughs> many times. And I'm like, how did I miss the mangoes? These are so great. And I go, where did you get these? Thinking she must have imported them. And she goes, at the grocery store. And I thought, how did I miss the mangoes? Because I'm, I'm a girl who grew up in Idaho where there are lots of potatoes, but no mangoes. <laughs> and so I thought, it made me think about it really deeply. I thought, what else am I missing in life? Because I'm just naive. I have no idea it exists. What person I, am, I, am I passing by every day? day or somewhere in my in my energy orbit that that could be my greatest advocate my next best friend someone I could help or a business colleague or partner what else am I missing you know what opportunities what experiences because I'm just really naive that they even exist for me and it made me think you know I need to open up to that that living in that wonder living in in the question looking around me my world more and saying what what is this who is this what i wonder what they do you know it's that asking journey and so 
um, part of what we miss out in life is that very thing. It just comes from our own naivete. And it's, it's definitely a roadblock in, in our life, in our progression. And then the final, uh, the, the last two uh, are pattern paralysis. And that is just, you know, doing those things over and over again in our lives when we really know at some level they're not working, but we never stop to ask why or even ask if it is working, acknowledge what's not working. We all do that way more often than we like to admit. Stop pointing at it, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's, that's why we don't ask. So we need to get over that. And then the final one is disconnection. And I think for me, that's really the saddest one of all. And that's really about disconnecting from the dreams in your heart. So almost giving up on yourself and getting to that apathetic state where, you know, you're just, you're just kind of hopeless. And we, we see a lot of people there right now, Amrit, and I'm sure you do in your coaching practice at well as well. And so we just are encouraging everybody to get this book read every word, take this journey, challenge yourself to take this asking journey with us because it will wake you up. You will start to come alive again. You will start to recognize yourself in these stories and in these lessons. And and it's very transformational. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Crystal. And Mark and Crystal, what's coming through for me at the moment is just Maybe it was by design. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe you can speak to this. But, um, yeah, at this time, just having surfaced or surfacing or just still kind of I'm not sure exactly where we are in the COVID wave, but we're all on our boards, that's for sure, in isolation. Um, and one of the things that's been remarkable for me, Touchwood, is, yeah, being, you know, as I said, the world sees me as the purpose coach. Um, so many people are, are questioning everything right now, everything related to this purpose, destiny conversation. It's like, you know, like either they've been forced to take leave or they've been forced out of spaces or they're choosing to take time off to reevaluate where they are. And I feel like people really are taking the time to get still and to question. So I really find it quite um, poetic in its timing or potentially intentional at your end in its timing of writing a book that is asking us to, when people are naturally asking, um, at this time, bigger questions, more bigger questions about life in general and where they are and their place in it. Um, and also not just their place in it, but also collectively the way we operate as a society. Like I think at certain points, if I told you that we would ground all airplanes across the planet, you'd be like, yeah, in your wildest dreams, mate. And all of a sudden it's like, no, all air travel is grounded. It's like we can actually... And then like dolphins are swimming in the rivers and cities again. And it's just, you know, so much is availing itself at this time. And I think people are asking questions about how the economy works, about, you know, how we trade, about all preconceived notions of how we go to work and people are working from home. So I think we're asking so many questions of ourselves and of society and potentially even of God right now that I think, yeah, it's just a really timely juncture to to receive such a blessing in the way of this book. Thank you so much. Well, we just we want everyone to get a copy of it because most people back to what you've said is all profound and correct and articulate and a great summation and summary of what we've said. But most people don't know how to ask. So what we say is, look, this book that we put together based on the she got 121 letters a couple of days ago. 
is, is transformational because people get it and then they go over it with their spouse or they go over it with their church mate or their business partner or their mastermind partner. And, and what happens is it's they're unveiling the truth of who there is. What's the truth of your soul? What is it that you want to know about God in you? That's the point. I love it. Thank you guys so much for sharing yourself so abundantly here in this space today. It has been such a pleasure. It's been a joy. Um, and <laughs> like, I, I know that I get to revel in, in your presence and have this amazing conversation here today. And I do want to thank you for your time and energy, but I'm also hyper aware that, you know, it's, it's a lifetime's work that informs the conversation we're having as well. So I just want to thank you so much for, for being on the path that you are to inspire our journeys forward as well. And as always from myself and the Inspired Evolution tribe and community, we're wishing you all the best going forward. Thank you, Amrit. Loved being with you. Thank, thank you. you so much. You! Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube, click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.